Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League in the rep round for the season. I am joined, as always, by Emmanuel Penkless. Emmanuel, how are you? Michael, I am very well. I am so thankful that there's no club football this weekend because I am in desperate need of a break from my football team. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm a little bit of the same. A little bit of the same. Yeah. <laughs> kind of currently sitting outside the top eight and it doesn't feel great. And probably going to lose again after the rep round when we versus Penrith on a Friday night. But let's not talk about club footy. This is rep round. We're going to keep this one, I think, a little succinct today. Basically, just origin talk, Emmanuel. And origin yep. game two is Sunday night. It is. It is. Lots of changes for the Blues for this game in Perth. Burton, Crichton, Coruscant, Jake Trevojevic and Cam Murray are all in the starting side. Uh, Matt Burton has been given his debut um, at the expense of Jack Wyden, who was ruled out under COVID protocols. And Damien Cook has been moved to the bench with Coruscant named to start at number nine. Uh, the other casualties are Tarek Sims, RCG, Ryan Madison, all not selected for game two. Trevojevic will start at prop alongside Haas, while Roosters forward Crichton has been moved to the squad and named on the bench. Uh, Talakai, the um, Shark Centre, who has been a, a bit of a force this year, has been named um, as on the interchange list. And Nico Hines has been listed as the 18th man. So a lot of changes, which don't inspire a lot of confidence in Freddie's choices in round in game one. Yeah, it, it just feels like, uh, look, I kind of think this is a better team than round one. I know there's a lot of changes and it's going to draw a lot of a lot of controversy. Cody Staggs is another name who got dropped. I think this is a better team. I think it's a more round, well-rounded team. And given what we saw out of Queensland in game one, I think this team is better equipped to be able to handle what Queensland has to offer. Uh, for Queensland, a couple of changes. Uh, obviously, Xavier Coates, uh, who went down in Origin 1, is out and he has been replaced by Murray Tulangi. Uh, and Ruben Cotter, who got injured in the warm-up on Friday, on Thursday night. No, Friday night, uh, pre-match. Uh, yeah. he is here. He's out for five up to five weeks. They could even miss game three. He has been replaced by Jai Arrow. Uh, Lindsay Collins comes into the starting side and Tino shifts to lock to to make to cover those changes. Corey Oates has come into the side and so has Bo Fermor. Yeah. Minimal changes, just the ones that were sort of necessary. It's a strong, strong Queensland side. Um, and I think, but I think, 
but New South Wales will, will actually be boosted by their changes. It, it looks less piecemeal. I think in hindsight, Stags was sort of a, a hype choice, wasn't the appropriate choice. They should have gone with Burton to begin with. He can cover the halves. Uh, Coruscant's a good choice because Cook was just suffocated. And I think Coruscant will shine even more so because we have a, a stronger forward pack there now. I don't think the power forwards were as, as, as effective as everyone wanted them to be. Uh, and I, I think we, we're, we're really going to be boosted by Jake, especially, uh, who's incredibly passionate and who should have been picked for game one, in my opinion, Mike. He was in my predicted team. Uh, I, I just think it was, it was, a, it was a ridiculous omission uh, in the first place and shouldn't have happened. Yeah, uh, look, I think Jake has, uh, considering how the props fared in game one, I think bringing Jake in at that number 10 spot is a good option. Really like the inclusion of Coruscant as a starting number nine. Uh, in the very start of the game where it's it's a lot more of a grind, Coruscant is probably a better hooker than Damian Cook is because he is more solid defensively, good service, has the combination with his halves. Uh, but when the full, when it starts getting t- uh, more tiresome, and we saw this in game one, the moment Harry Grant came on for Queensland, the game shifted to Queensland's favour. If you can have the same sort of impact with Damien Cook, who is exceptional at playing of fast play of the balls and tired forwards, and when the game, you know, when you start seeing the attrition starting to set in, that's when Cook's going to have the most impact. So I think it's a really good strategy bringing him uh, off the bench. Uh, you mentioned Matt Burton. So if one of the halves goes down, obviously he can cover them. Talakai can cover the outside back. So I understand bringing him into the bench, but he can also play on an edge or in the middle, same as Crichton can play on an edge and in the middle. Uh, so it's a more well-rounded team. Cam Murray, I think the reason why he didn't start last game was he was just underdone coming off that shoulder injury. Um, so him playing at second row is obviously the better choice. Tarek Sims wasn't great in game one. Uh, I think the bigger mission, and everyone thought might happen, was Josh Adekar. I think that the, the wingers for New South Wales did a, a fine job. They didn't do anything wrong. Um, and as well as the Fox has been playing the last couple of weeks, I, I, I guess why, why punish players for playing well? Uh, I know you don't think that the wingers were great, but they, they had the majority of our meters in game one and the forward pack underperformed. And I think that was the issue and the forward pack has been addressed. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a better blue squad. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a better blue squad squad too. I would not be surprised if Murray actually starts off the bench again. So him and Cook come on fresh uh, around the same time, or at least Murray can give the fast play the balls to Coruscant as the play the ball starts to slow down. The other thing is, I th- I don't think that Coruscant is as effective a tackler or. Um, as fit as Cook. Uh, so it's really going to be need to be tight defence around um, Coruscant in the middle of the field. And I think we will probably maybe see uh, a Penrith forward alongside who's just sort of used to their defensive it'll be, instructions. It'll, it'll be Yo and Martin near him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One of the interesting like, inclusions on the extended squad was Victor Radley. And... Look, I love Victor. Uh, one of my favourite roosters. 
built for it just feels like he is a typical origin player who will come out and give his all for New South Wales but he hasn't played for us in six weeks he's got a syndesmosis injury and didn't even know that he was fit and healthy to be in camp very surprising pick I, I know Freddie has wanted him in the squad and suspension and injuries the last couple of years have kept him out I guess you know get him into camp Gutherson is another name I just Gufferson is, I think, one of the most overrated players in the NRL. Doesn't really offer anything. Don't really get putting him in this extended bench. Would have preferred another forward in there. Uh, but yeah, Jordan McLean, love. Excellent player. Been really good for the Cowboys. And obviously, Suwali is Suwali. Was in the squad last time and has been awesome. Yeah, I think Suwali, of all the reserves, Suwali is probably in the best form of all of them. And yeah. actually, he's probably the only one that deserves it. I, f- I find it unusual to have picked Bradley um, for the reasons you mentioned. It, it just doesn't seem like a logical pick. Uh, he's hardly played club football. He's, he's not in great form, obviously, if he hasn't been playing football. I, 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 Rooster's connection is what my head says. But if it's someone that Freddie does see as a long-term, a long-term, a long-term proposition, then why not give him the experience? I think that's the case. I think he does see him as a long-term prospect for the New South Wales Blues and bring him into camp now when you can. All right. So what do you how do you think this game plays out? Obviously, it's being played in Perth on Sunday on Sunday night. Uh, yep. so neutral grounds. How do you think this plays out? Do we do we think that this series can be tied up or do you think it's over? Do you think game three is gonna be a dead rubber? Yeah, I think this game's going to be tied up um, by the Blues. I think they're going to come out firing. I think there's going to be... I just think that there's no way they're going to go down and accept uh, a, a sort of series defeat here. I think this is the best chance to get their their game back on foot. I think everyone that played will be hungry. Everyone that played game one will be hungry and just wanting to prove themselves the addition of the changes to the Blues roster just make sense to me. They were still missing with missing Latrell and we're still missing Tommy Turbo, but I think Burton adds a bit of spark, a bit of creative flavour. He's shown how dangerous he can be in a side that has struggled for so long to score points. He's familiar with all those players around him. Uh, I, I think the Queensland will go in with a, with a similar game plan. It, and I think these forwards probably, especially with Jake there, I think it gives a bit more control to the Blues forwards to, uh, and they won't be so defeated in their middle of the field, which would then allow Tedesco, Cook, and the centres to flourish. Yeah, and the other thing is we now know what their strategy is to bring on uh, Grant Carrigan, and I think it'll be Jaira now all at once, whether Billy does that again. But we have now seen that. We understand what that can do, and we will have a counter for it in the fact that we can bring on Cook. Um, Burton, just the, the one thing that Burton gives us, which we didn't have, is another kicking option and the biggest boot in the NRL. Uh, those towering bombs, especially if it, it, it might just give Cleary, you know, if Cleary's getting rushed, he can pass it to Burton. You've got that talk, which is just, 
I've seen Caelan Ponga drop him. And so I that that's something to look forward to. I'm sure that he'll be brought into the game at some point as well in terms of his kicking game will definitely be brought into the game. Uh, and I think it'll help the halves. I, I really do. I think that's that's where New South Wales really needs to improve is our halves need to be better. It does come from the forwards being better, but more control. And there's been there's been talk about how we were too nice. I think that was the word that uh, Brad Fittler used. We were too nice. We weren't laying in the ruck as long as Queensland were. We in in, in a game like this where the ref sw- where the ref swallows his whistle, and the refs are going to be the same this year. Uh, this game where the refs swallow their whistle, you can get away with more and lying in the ruck, slowing down and play the ball. And that's what we're going to see. I think it's going to be a a slower game, uh, but also a probably a more physical game. Yeah. Uh, I'm just having a look at the weather in Perth, Mike. And by the time of kickoff, so kickoff is at five Perth time, it's going to be 20 degrees on Sunday. So it's a faster track, um, which makes it a very different kind of match to the game we saw in Sydney where it was about five degrees uh, and probably means that the Queensland forwards might be tired if the New South Wales have good control of the ball. So that's going to be crucial as well. Yeah, and we've picked a quicker pack as well this time, which is good. But look, Queensland, Queensland's pack for the most part. I know they lose Cotter, who is quite a quick forward, small, smaller body, can play big minutes. Um, they lose that, but you know, Tino's been in excellent form. Lindsay Collins has been really good. Um, and Jai Arrow uh is a veteran, a veteran on this stage, and you know Patrick Harrigan. We know he can go very long in the middle. He does it every week for club football. Exactly. All right. I think yeah. I so I I think I think we do tie this up. I really hope we tie this up because if we don't, obviously the series is over. But game three just has a little less meaning to it, and I do love a game three where the shield is on the line. Um, if if. New South Wales do lose this. I could see even more changes coming, experimenting with young guys. I could see Suwali getting a shot. I could see someone like Talakai being in the starting squad, uh, someone like Victor Radley, who knows. I, I could see a, a couple changes going on just to see what we have in the future, like we did last year where we put Mitchell Moses in. Yeah, no, that's... A hundred percent, I think, what's going to happen. I, I do think the Blues are going to square it up. I think they will probably win this one a bit more convincingly than what Queensland did. I think that Queensland will know they've got game three at Suncorp um, at the back of their mind, which I think will make it a bit harder for them, especially in a game in Perth. So for, for me, I think, I think the Blues probably win by about 14 or 16 points. Yep, agreed. All right. 14 or 16 points. That's a lot, though, for an Origin game. I know... Obviously, last year there was a couple of blowouts, but for the most part, this is normally a really tight game. And yeah. we mentioned we mentioned last game it was New South Wales only lost by six points, and everyone's like, "Why are there so many changes?" It was a convincing six points. Queensland had the advantage over us, and they won that game. They they definitely definitely won that game easily. Uh, there's a couple other games this week, Emmanuel. It is rep round. Uh, I'm not going to go through yeah. all the team lists, but. There's the under there's a, 18. There's a, there's a, Go for it. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a heap of them. So Thursday night, um, we've got the under-19s women's and men's state of origin. Um, 
which will be at Leichhardt Oval. And then Friday night, the Women's State of Origin is going to be played out of Canberra, which should be an absolutely cracking contest. Uh, then Saturday afternoon, NRL returns to Mount Smart Stadium for the first time in a very long time uh, with the Kiwi Ferns and the Tonga women's team up against each other as a curtain raiser to New Zealand and the men's Tonga team, which is awesome. Samoa then hosts the Cook Islands at Campbelltown in Sydney and PNG then play after that against Fiji. And then, of course, Sunday night we have Origin 2. So massive, massive weekend. Um, I think we should change this schedule now with Origin going back to three Wednesdays next year and have three consecutive Wednesdays of Origin in the middle of the season and these games as standalone each week have a real rep month in the middle of the season. I think that would just be so awesome. Yeah, I, I just think how much club football would you miss? I, as much as oh, and I'm I'm definitely parking myself on the couch on th- on Saturday afternoon to watch New Zealand versus Tonga because both of those teams are excellent. Excellent football teams. I'm talking. You're gonna have New Zealand's gonna have the likes of Joey Manu at fullback, Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown, who are in excellent form. Their forward pack, their, their spine is ridiculous. Their backs are great, uh, and then Tonga, their team is ginormous, Emmanuel. It is yeah. a huge team. Taukiaho, uh, Taumalolo. They haven't they haven't released the lineups yet, but they did put out the squads, and God, they are. These teams are good. These this game is going to be an excellent game of football. Uh, just remember, a few years ago, Tonga beat Australia, so there are no slouches on the international stage. And like he's like he said, these these international games. I don't love that they're in the middle of the season because I want to see Australia versus these this competition. I want to see guys like Daniel Tupu and Katoni Staggs play. They're not going to play for Australia, but they they. They're in the Tonga, the, the Tongan squad, and you know these these guys because Tongans are a a tier B or whatever a tier two international team, which is ridiculous. I can't believe there's tiers for international football. Um, yeah. where some some players can play for New South Wales and Queensland, and some can't. If you're from New Zealand, if you're from England and New Zealand, you're not allowed to play uh, state of origin. If you're from Tonga, Samoa, or any Fiji, the Cook Islands, you're allowed to play for. New South Wales and Queensland. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. International football should be shouldn't be a afterthought to Origin football. It should be a standalone thing, and it should be done right. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree with you. The scheduling needs some fixing. There are too many matches in a club season, and you look at the quality of the competition at the moment. Most of them are pretty dull. So um, yeah. maybe yeah. that's a topic for another podcast, Mike. Yep. I agree. Uh, a couple other just housekeeping issues. Ryan Madison, uh, I said he was going to the Dolphins. Uh, it looks like he is not going to the Dolphins and he will stay at Parramatta on a $2.4 million deal over four years. So it's really good for Para to keep him. He's been awesome this year. Uh, and another miss for the Dolphins who just can't seem to get anyone. It's... and. Genuinely worried about how they're going to look next year. I rumor is they're going to get Sean O'Sullivan and Anthony Milford, and that'll probably be their halves pairing. But for the most part, this team is not going to be competitive. And the last expansion team we saw with the Titans, where they had Scotty Prince, Preston Campbell, Matt Rogers as their you know their starting 
uh, one six seven, and this team's not going to reflect anything like that. It's it's uh, it's difficult, and I just don't don't know whether they've been helped enough by the NRL to set up a team that's going to be competitive or just going to be a cakewalk every week. I know they got Wayne, but there's only so much he can do. There's a heart, there's a number six playing for Souths, who I would keep my eyes on. Yeah, well, okay. I look, I can see it. I can see it happening. Um, but they yep. also want Munster. And I think that I don't think a halves pairing of Munster and Walker, I would much prefer Cameron Munster over Cody Walker at this point in time. Um, we're going to discuss our two teams later on, uh, probably next week. They're both in interesting form. Uh, one other one other issue, Alex Twell, uh, who yeah. received his second concussion this year. Uh, is has been ruled out for the rest of the season, which is terrible for a young player. Um, obviously, Twelve is probably most no, known for playing a hundred first game, uh, first grade games without scoring a try uh, for the Tigers. Uh, but sad to see him miss the rest of the season with a concussion. Terrible. It's it's a, it's a difficult uh, situation, and it's you know, you never know how players will react. So that's a big loss for the yeah. Tigers. Yeah, I hope he manages to keep some form of routine as well because it can, it can be really hard on players when they break their routine. Um, obviously, contact will probably be limited, but I hope that he, he sticks with the playing group. Yeah, great. Is there anything else that we need to touch on uh, over the um, week off? I think love that's to, it, Mike. Love, love to see the dogs winning back-to-back games and you can see yeah. that the footage of... One, Freddie uh, getting Matt Burton as he was coming uh, into the tunnel to tell him that he's in the Origin squad uh, after uh, Sunday afternoon football. And then the whole Bulldog squad cheering when he found when they announced that he'd made the squad. The first player to jump on him was Josh Adekar. So great, great scenes in Bulldogs uh, in Belmore at the moment. I think things are looking up for them. Uh, I know they've only beaten yeah. the... They've only beaten the who they beat in the last two weeks. The Eels, which is a really good win, and then the Tigers. But their next five, I believe, they're versus the Sharks, Titans, the Knights, South, South, pretty sure, and the Warriors. I think, yeah, all, all five winnable. of all five yeah. of them are winnable games. Very winnable yep. games. Sharks, obviously, probably the hardest one to win, but they are winnable games. So this Bulldogs team on a bit of with a bit of confidence behind this side could be very interesting. Yeah, it's awesome to watch. And they're getting great crowds even without without so much success. So that's a really good sign for the next couple of years as well. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, no coaches have obviously been signed yet. There's three coaching jobs. Normally you hear about these jobs opening pretty quickly, but I think everyone's just kind of once I think one coach drops and once one coach gets signed, It'll be a domino effect and all three clubs will end up with someone. Uh, it's just a matter of who goes first. Yeah. Great game of chicken, though. Yeah. I, I back Gus to get the guy that he wants and then everyone else will fall into line. I think that's how it'll yeah. work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. It's short, as, as we said, short one this week. Not much to talk about given that there is only a one real big game and then a couple international games. Uh, we will be back next week with a longer pod, obviously breaking down Origin 2 and then week 16. Is that right? 16 of the NRL competition. 
Yep. It's getting closer to September. Yep. And both our teams are in bad positions. Love it. Yeah. We could be going to our last game of the season at the SFS, Mike. <laughs> we could be. <laughs> That's a daunting yeah. sign. Imagine if imagine if winner makes it into the eight. Yeah. If that happens, I don't know if I can sit with you. <laughs> if I could sit with you either. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you, everyone, again for listening. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And that's it. Emmanuel, anything else? That's it, Mike. Uh, how good is rugby league, everyone? Thank you. How good is rugby league? Thanks, Mike.